Right now on the uh, webpage, my companion webpage to the show, alwaysright.us, one of the lead stories, Jim Renacci continues to rack up conservative endorsements, this time from the Greater Toledo Right to Life and the Northwest Ohio Conservative Coalition. Uh, he is continuing to gain steam. He's got the uh, wind at his back as he uh, plows forward, trying to remove Mike DeWine from the governor's office. And Jim Renacci joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Bob. Great to be with you. Congratulations. You got polling numbers that look fantastic. The last poll that I saw, the Harris poll, showed you 46 to 30 over DeWine, just 20% in that for, for Blystone. You're getting more and more conservative endorsements from groups, from the Cuyahoga County GOP, from the Butler County GOP. I mean, this is really starting to look like what it needs to now three weeks away from Election Day. How are you feeling? Well, I feel good, but uh, I'm not taking anything for granted, Bob. We are um, continuing to be out every day. We picked up, uh, you know, additional endorsements last night. The uh, We got the Cuyahoga Valley Republican Club last night. Uh, we're, so if you start to look at some of these, Cuyahoga County, we got Butler County, Claremont County, Stanford, Ohio Health Freedom, the National Health Freedom Organization has endorsed us, Toledo Right to Life, Cleveland Right to Life, Cincinnati Right to Life. We're racking them up, but at the same time, none of that matters if people do not get out to vote. And that's what concerns me. So far, uh, as we're doing our um, absentee ballot chase, you know, the absentee ballots are down. You know, it's about 40 percent of what it was two years ago and four years ago. So I'm so concerned that people aren't voting. And my biggest concern is making sure people do get out and vote and vote for Jim Renese, uh for governor. Do you have a number uh, when you and your team get together and try to calculate these things and do the, the, the politicking of it all? Do you have a number of what the turnout needs to be where it would be in your favor versus what a turnout would be that would work against you and be in Mike DeWine's favor? Well, what's interesting is in 2018, the last time there was a primary without a presidential election, there was approximately 824,000 Republicans that voted. Our numbers originally had us at about 940. We thought that if there were 940,000 people, and that's the, and that really is the um, the sample that we've been working on. Now we've added sample because we went back to 26, 2018, and believe it or not. There were people that voted in 2018 that did not vote in 2020 because of COVID. So we now have bumped our total universe up to about 1,024,000 that potentially could vote. Um, but no, the, the lower the turnout, we're not sure what it means anymore because, you know, it's it's all about who is most, um, you know, geared up to go out and vote for their candidate. Uh, and if it's low turnout, then it's going to be whoever really pushes that vote. Now, we're doing everything we can. We, we've got A-B chases. We're phone calling. I think the last time I was on, I told you I hired a company out of New York that now has called through the million twenty-four thousand numbers uh, seven or eight times trying to make sure people know who Jim Renacci is. Um, we got some good numbers out of that. Even even there, we've now talked to live calls, 224,000 people live, and we're winning um, when you ask the question, Renacy, DeWine, or the other candidates, um, we're winning that number as well by about nine percentage points. So in the end, we just got to make sure people get out and vote. 
You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. We're talking to former Congressman Jim Renacci, now, of course, gubernatorial candidate in the Ohio uh, governor GOP, uh, or excuse me, the Ohio uh, uh, GOP primary. Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday who said the biggest problem you continue to face is name recognition in different parts of the state. And I know that's not for lack of effort because you have been out there pounding pavement, going to meetings and town halls everywhere across the state as you are. But Mike DeWine is so known after being in this game for, what, 60 years, it seems like he's been in some office or another being a career politician. Um, and the, uh, the the person I spoke with is from the Ohio Star who said, um, you know, that ad blitz that everybody's been waiting for from uh, for from you is not yet started. And that's going to be needed to really uh, bring this thing home. So can you talk about strategy in the last three weeks? Are we going to start seeing more Renacy on TV? Are we going to be start seeing more, um, you know, hearing more on the radio? Because according to according to the reporter from the Star, there's just still a uh, enough Ohioans who aren't quite on board because they don't quite know enough about you yet. Yeah, so uh, I somewhat disagree with him. Um, you know, you can put all the money you want up on TV. The problem is most Republicans aren't watching that. That's that's true in a in a general election. But let's face it, if you ask Republican households, take my household, we never watch TV. We'll watch Netflix. We'll watch, you know, one of the other streaming services. So TV is, is in my opinion, uh, a waste of time these days. Now, I heard I was actually listening well, before, to you and I heard him be, say okay, I was going to say, yeah, I was uh, since you heard it, then you can speak to it, because his example, though, was in the Senate race with Mike Gibbons, who was trailing until his massive ad blitz. Uh, and he, and it you know skyrocketed him to the top of the of that chart of five people there. And he's still in the top spot. It's a little more narrow now, but he was introduced to the people by way of those ads, at least according to the uh, analysis of the of the person I spoke with. Um, so, you know, in, in his case the TV side worked, but you don't think that's the, the right approach for you. Go ahead. Well, remember, Mike Gibbons has spent $15 million to get 20% of the vote. I mean, so there's there's a big difference. And Mike Gibbons did not have any name ID. I'm already starting with about 67% name ID. Mike Gibbons was at about 7%. So, Mike, here's the problem in statewide politics. You do need money to first get name ID, mm-hmm. and then you need, uh, you need strategy to get the rest of the name ID. We, we've already run a statewide race uh, four years ago, and I, at that time, I, I walked away with about 80% name ID. Now, the problem is name ID dies away, and we started back out this year with about 62% name ID, where Mike Gibbons started out with 5%. So he had to build up name ID quickly. He had to try and build it through TV. But again, remember, he only has 20%, you know, at this stage. So the question is, how much name ID did he build for that, for those dollars. In the end, we're trying to go after the people, the Republicans only. I mean, it's a strategy. Uh, look, on May 3rd, we'll, be term- we'll determine whether it works or not. But remember, we're going after the 1,024,000 Republican voters who we anticipate are going to vote. And I'm trying to build name ID with them. Now, um, you're right. When it comes to a general election, I got to have to go through a whole nother plan. But out of those 1,024,000 people, I want them to know who Jim Renacci is because they're the ones who are going to vote on May 3rd, not the general electorate. So our goal will continue to be to push through them. And, and Bob, we're spending money. We're doing text messaging. We're doing mailers. We'll do 11 mailers to those people, those individuals between now and the end of the, uh, you know, through now and the end of May. We're also phone calling them seven or eight times. Um, you know, we, we're up on TV. We're up on TV with just as much TV as Mike DeWine. 
And by the way, I want your listeners to know, the reason we know we're doing well is Mike DeWine just went in and did a $4 million buy on TV. So he has to be worried right now. And we're already you know up what's on strange TV about with that, her- though, Jim. You know what's strange about that, if I may? Um, again, I was talking to the reporter who brought this up that all of his ads pretty much try to show the difference between himself and Joe Biden. Because everybody knows Joe Biden is not popular. And so I'm like DeWine. I'm doing things in Ohio different than Joe Biden. He never mentions you. He never mentions his opponents in this primary. And, you know, the the gentleman I talked to, the analyst I talked to, said he doesn't want to give you any more, again, name recognition or any more attention than you are already getting. So he figures they can just get by with promoting the differences between himself and the Democrats, which, by the way, I think are slim because I think he's more Democrat than he is Republican. But his strategy has been just about to ignore you and essentially think that you're not a threat. What do you think of that? Well, he should ignore me. His his only chance to victory, look, we, we have the numbers. Mike DeWine's going to end up somewhere between 32 and 40 percent. The higher he gets, the better off he is. So he has to build up name ID, me or um, favorability, I should say. Jim Renacia on the other side has to continue to hold his numbers and, hold, and, and try and knock down the 15 to 18 percent from the other challengers. The problem here, and it's so apparent, if the other challengers weren't in this, Mike DeWine is done. It's over with. And I, I keep trying to tell people that you have a candidate in, in uh, Blystone who has three, has three complaints filed against him. And I got to tell you, the Ohio Elections Commission, that's going to be one thing that I revise as governor because it's a wasted organization right now that appears to want to just push things off and push things off. Um, you know, if this hearing occurred, which it should um, in, uh, in 10 days as, as required by law, then there would be a lot of things coming out. Everything's being pushed off until after the election. And by the way, even the investigation of Mike DeWine and First Energy is being pushed off until and after the election, all to try and keep um, DeWine in place. That's the sad thing about our system. Well, it is a terrible thing about our system. And the worst part about it, and I talked a little bit about this previously, is the fact that when the investigations do happen, it's going to benefit the Democrats because it's going to be in the general you know, after, it's going to be after May 3rd, Mike DeWine wins the primary, and now suddenly here come all of these things about First Energy. Uh, here comes all of these uh, uh, um, investigations of, uh, well, if Blystone were to win, again, you know, those investigations wouldn't happen until it's time to run against the Democrat and the general, and so they benefit from this. I just don't understand the uh, the reason for pushing any of these investigations off until after an election. The people should know about these things before they cast their primary ballots. Well, it, it shows you the power of incumbency and the power of the governor. The governor does not want – look, the governor wanted this race. I, I was told time and time again, the governor wanted this race on May 3rd because he knows that Blystone's uh, candidacy will probably implode after these investigations. And he knew these investigations were coming in May and June, so he wanted it over with. I mean, I had enough intel come back to me to say the governor just wants this over with because he has to allow Blystone to stay in and take these votes from you. I'm hearing that from some of his internal people. So it's it's not like, well, you know, the the you know, Renacy's just making this stuff up. But but the numbers show that. The numbers show that DeWine can't win on a head to head ballot and he needs to split the vote to win. And that's what he's attempting to do. So it's frustrating. But look, Bob, we're gonna continue to work on those one million twenty four thousand voters. We're gonna continue to to, to push his numbers down. 
and push Blystones down and continue to talk about our message. You know, as I travel the state and I talk about what I want to do and what my message is, I have Blystone people coming up and saying, I want your signs. I'm going to vote for you. That's the goal. Now, if I had more time, this would all be easier. But I don't believe going up on TV helps us at this point in time any more than we are. By the way, we are up on TV. We are. You know where it would help you? Um, is if you were on a TV debate stage and you could somehow drag Mike DeWine up there with you. That, that to me, is one of the most frustrating things about this whole process, that the incumbent governor doesn't feel the need to share with the people of Ohio the differences between himself and Jim Renacci. And if Blystone wants to occupy a third of that stage, I guess you have to let him. But... But the fact that he won't debate and is dismissive, well, everybody in Ohio knows where I stand. Well, everybody might know where you stand, but everybody hasn't had a chance to hear you explain all of the horrible things that you've done over the course of the last two, three years. Um, and, and so the fact that you're not going to get a chance to debate him, I think, obviously is advantageous to him because I think he would be exposed in a debate. Well, you're right, Bob. When the commission announced the debate, we, we automatically said we're in. Um, when DeWine said that he would not debate, I contacted the commission. I actually, tr- and if you remember, DeWine said, well, I don't want to debate for an hour in front of a crowd with the booing and hissing. I mean, he, he basically said that. So I contacted the commission and said, look, let's do a debate um, inside, no audience, and let's force DeWine to come. And they were considering that. I mean, they said, let's look at that. At the same time, what's, what's also kind of a joke is that Nobody else had agreed to debate. I wanted that debate. I wanted Mike DeWine. And I don't care if Blystone's on stage. He would look – He would if, actually, if there was DeWine, Renacy, and Blystone, Blystone would look so bad. Um, I would love to have him on stage because he's got no policies, no principles, and no ideas. All he does is badmouth and talk and complain. So that isn't a debate. That, that doesn't work in a debate. I would want to challenge Mike DeWine on all of his issues and say what I would do. And I would never let him get out, just like he's only been on stage with me one time so far, and that was a Cuyahoga County endorsement. And I was able to take everything he said and turn it right against him. I've now been on the stage twice with Lieutenant Governor Eustad, and I've been able to take everything he said and turn it right against him, because it's easy. They have no basis. They say that we're one of the greatest states for, uh, for business. That's false. They say that they're one of the most pro-life governors. That's false. They hired Amy Actons. Um, they don't have the pro-life card. They say that they're the most pro-Second Amendment, but people have to remember, in 2019, he tried to push through one of the most anti-gun pieces of legislation, the red flag laws. Red flag laws, and yep. then, Right. And then he turned around, and when he didn't get it done in 19, he put it in the budget in 2020, in his budget in 2020. He is not pro-Second Amendment. So I'm able to confront him on every one of those things. He did not want to stand on the stage and talk about those. Jim Renacci, candidate for governor in the uh, GOP primary on May 3rd. He's got a lot of momentum right now. If he could just drag Mike DeWine to a debate stage, it might really, really uh, bring things home. And I really I want to encourage all of the Blystone fans who may be listening right now, and I, a lot of them turned me off. A lot of them said, I'm not listening to that guy anymore because I'm not supportive of Joe Blystone's campaign. I'm not supportive of a guy who says, what do I know about running a campaign? I'm a farmer, but then wants to run a, 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 a state with a multi-billion dollar budget. Um, doesn't know how to run a campaign, but he wants to run a state of 11.5 million people uh, and, and, and a multi-billion dollar budget. It's just insane to me. So I, I don't want to be at odds with them. 
most probably 90 percent of the Blystone supporters uh, agree with me on every issue. And I agree with them on every issue. And they agree with you, too, Jim Renacci, on every issue. But I think pride is in the way here. And I want to ask all of them to set aside that pride and start thinking about what's best for the state of Ohio. Their guy may have noble intentions. He may not. But he can't win. Uh, Jim Renacci can win, and the state of Ohio will win when Mike DeWine is gone. So, you know, I, I know you'll join me in, in just asking the Blystone supporters to really, really think about what's best for the state if they set their pride to, to the side. Well, Bob, I would tell you, most of the Blystone vo- voters, if not all of them, are really good people who want change. The yep. problem is you're exactly right. Agreed. They met a guy by the name of Joe Blystone, and they decided to support him. If they do a little due diligence, they'll find not only he can't win, but he has so many violations racked up against him that he may, after May 3rd, have a fifth-degree felony, which would stop him from even serving if he was so lucky to win, which he can't. But those are the issues. If you can't file a $150,000 simple campaign finance report properly, you can't run an $80 billion government. And that's the problem. Like I said, he had good intentions. His people are good people. But this is about, and I say this all the time, it's about coming together and removing Mike DeWine. Amen. That's what it's all about. And I want everybody to understand that. You know, and I love I love the, the good conservative people who believe in Joe Blystone because they believe in the right things. They just have the wrong messenger for this right now. Uh, Jim Renacci, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck uh, keeping the uh, wind at your back over the course of the next three weeks, and hopefully on May 3rd we'll get a great result. Thank you, Bob. You have a great day. You do the same. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.